the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Today, we'll take a look at some of the headline news in the first couple of segments of today's program. And in the second half of this hour, the lighter side of the news, James Blend will join me to do just that. And then in the second hour of today's program, the Christian Outlook. We'll hear from Andrew McCarthy about the illegal prospects, or rather protests, outside Supreme Court justices' homes. And Lois Anderson from Oregon Right to Life will be featured in my conversation with her about what's happened at Oregon Right to Life as abortion activists vandalize pro-life um, uh, the center as well as some pregnancy resource centers in the Portland area. And um, Lee Michaels and Tim Clinton of Family Talk will discuss the emotional damage done to young people and the mental health issues resulting from what was imposed on them over the past two years. So that's coming up in the second hour of today's program. But first, some of the day's headline news. Well, putting the deal on hold, Elon Musk says his Twitter purchase has hit a snag. And backing the blue, GOP leadership unveiled a big plan to support cops in anticipation of possible uh, majority after the midterms. Patriotism over politics, a bipartisan group of military veterans is taking on national security issues in Congress. And a mom takes action to help parents struggling to find baby formula. She has some suggestions on how to cope. Saying nobody's above the law, the top Democrat signals possible legal moves against McCarthy and Republicans over unprecedented the January 6th subpoenas. And Dems are unsure about Biden. The Ohio Senate uh, candidate to Democrat Tim Ryan is unsure if he wants the president to campaign with him for the midterm race. The same problem some Republicans had under the previous administration. Defending Biden, the White House defends uh, the president's great MAGA king comment, saying the president isn't afraid to call out extreme positions. On the other hand, Donald Trump has owned the whole thing and come up with a meme in which he is, in fact, the MAGA king, excuse me, the great MAGA king, saying he's uh, confused. Senator Rick Scott from Florida, he sounded off on President Biden for attacking his plan to help fix Medicare, Social Security and cut taxes. Inflating abortion, Democratic Representative Katie Porter claims inflation reinforces the need for abortion. Inflation reinforces the need for abortion. The Washington Washington Post reiterated its uh, three Pinocchio rating on President Biden's repeated claim that Republicans want to raise taxes. And a judge ruled the Hillary Clinton hired opposition research firm must turn emails over to the special counsel, John Durham and the probe. Searching for survivors, the U.S. Coast Guard rescued 31 survivors after a migrant boat capsized off Puerto Rico. Eleven are dead. Well, the results are in. A new poll reveals the majority of Americans oppose transgender surgeries and anti-puberty blockers for minors. President Biden canceled drilling leases despite record high oil gas prices. 
The Biden administration has canceled one of the most high-profile oil and gas lease opportunities pending before the Interior Department. The decision, which halts the potential to drill for oil in over one million acres on the Cook Inlet in Alaska, comes at a challenging political moment when gas prices are hitting painful new highs. The Wall Street Journal reports that President Biden has said in recent months he wants to boost oil and gas production, but has also sought to place blame on the industry for high energy prices. Mr. Biden says has said oil companies should be moving faster to replace fossil fuels with cleaner energy and to drill more on already permitted land and has sought a federal investigation on potential anti-competitive behavior in the gasoline market. Canceling lease sales at a time when the world is trying to wean itself Excuse me, off Russian energy. Inflation is at a 40 year high and gasoline and diesel prices are skyrocketing is harmful to our energy security and our economy. So says the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Global Energy Institute president, Marty Durbin, in a statement. Speaker Nancy Pelosi plans to introduce legislation allowing the president to set gas prices. From that story, the speaker on Thursday went after the nation's largest oil companies, accusing the industry of exploiting consumers with sky high prices, even as the same companies are reporting record profits this year. Javier Blas says U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats will next week present a bill on gasoline price gouging. The bill will enable the president to issue emergency declaration, making it illegal to increase the price of gasoline. Price gouging needs to be stopped. No uh, discussion about um, gas taxes, however. Town Hall says that Pelosi uh, price gouging needs to be stopped. And uh, the Putin tax cut hike at the pump part is part of this, quoting the uh, speaker. The Daily Wire says during her week press briefings, Pelosi touted a Democrat backed bill called the Consumer Fuel Price Gouging Prevention Act which would allow the president to declare an emergency, an energy emergency, giving him the ability to regulate prices by preventing fuel companies from selling their products at prices deemed to be uncon- unconscionably excessive and exploiting such an emergency, end quote. Ed Morrissey points out that price controls do not eliminate price gouging. They artificially cap prices to a point where producers and retailers can't profit off of their work. Production inevitably falls off, which then requires sharp rationing of shortage shortage resources, as we also saw in the 1970s. Pallets of baby formula have been delivered to the southern border as store shelves remain empty. Fox News reported that pallets of the baby formula are being sent to holding facilities at the border with a shortage that's seen many parents unable to find uh, to find it at their local stores. The story comes as more than 100 House Republicans called on the administration to do more to address the ongoing shortage um, that has uh, sent worried parents scurrying from store to store in hopes of finding formula. Bette Mendler suggests, well, why not just breastfeed? Well, anyone who knows anything about um, Babies, it's not always possible, first of all, for the mother to breastfeed. And second, for some children, that uh, that form of nourishment is simply not an option. Rand Paul halts the first uh, the fast track of 40 billion dollars in Ukraine aid delays vote until next week. 
The Wall Street Journal reports the Democratic and Republican leaders in the Senate tried to fast track a nearly 40 billion U.S. aid package to help Ukraine in its fight against Russia, only to be blocked by Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. The bill includes $18.7 billion in military and security aid, including funding to train and supply the Ukrainian military and to replenish stocks of U.S. weapons sent to Ukraine. It also provides humanitarian and economic assistance, including funding for English classes, housing, trauma counseling, and medical screening for Ukrainian refugees, budgetary support for the Ukrainian government, and more than $5 billion to alleviate um, food scarcity and rising prices exacerbated by the war in Ukraine. Senator Paul says, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. And The Hill reports on the same story, Schumer and McConnell then appeared on the Senate floor to try to set up votes on the Ukraine aid. Under the Senate's rules, any one senator can try to quickly set up a vote or pass a bill, but it only takes one senator to object. Modeling Wikipedia, Nina Jankowicz is seeking to allow verified users to edit others' tweets. The New York Post reports that the disinformation expert, tapped by President Biden to head a news U.S. agency uh, division that critics have likened to the Orwellian Ministry of Truth, says that verified Twitter users should be able to edit other users' tweets if they believe they are misleading. The Post Millennium says that Biden's Ministry of Truth director says she wants verified people like her to be able to edit other people's tweets so that they can add context to certain tweets. Democrat lawmakers outlined the do's and don'ts on abortion language. The Washington Examiner uh, writes that in a memo to staff, the group of lawmakers advised Democrats on the do's and don'ts of abortion messaging as the party mobilizes for the midterm elections after the leak of a Supreme Court draft majority opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade if it becomes the final decision. Political reporter Sarah Ferris says the pro-choice caucus has just sent out messaging materials to House Dems on Roe draft. <clears throat> Teachers continue to indoctrinate kids into LGBTQ ideology without parents' knowledge. Um, <clears throat> PJ Media points out that the groomer teachers just uh, will not stop trying to indoctrinate your kids into the rainbow cult behind your back. It's amazing to me that they object to the term groomer and then actively plot to have secrets with children about sexuality. It is the definition of grooming. Christina Buttons on Twitter writes, the first rule of Rainbow Club is you do not talk about Rainbow Club. And Town Hall reports, the Lancaster, Pennsylvania school is in hot water for allowing its LGBT club to LGBTQ club to stage a drag show on school property without parents' permission. Leaked photos and videos show several provocative, provocatively dressed drag queens flaunting across the school stage, performing lewd dance moves in front of a group of minors. Reportedly, school administrators were forced to apologize and place a nine-year veteran French teacher, Kelly Tyson, who identifies as queer, on leave pending a full investigation for helping organize the event. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll continue to work our way through the news and then later a look at the lighter version of the news. We'll be back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. 
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. We're continuing to wind our way through some of the headline news of the day. We'll take a look at the lighter side of the news later this hour. And in the second hour, we'll share this week's Christian Outlook. I had the opportunity to host this time around, so I hope you'll stick around. Some great stories, particularly having to do with what's happening with the U.S. Supreme Court and that draft decision that was leaked. Well, Russia's threatening retaliation as Finland moves to join NATO. Finland, which has warned with um, a war with Russia before, has announced it will submit an application to join NATO. In response to Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, the president and prime minister of the country released a joint statement on Thursday. It could be months before NATO formally admits the country to its ranks. Asked what he would say to Putin. Uh, the president said, you caused this. Look in the mirror. Business Insider reports that Russia again tried to warn Finland against joining NATO as the northern European state moves ever closer to joining the alliance. And Russia's foreign ministry said in a Thursday statement that Russia will be forced to take retaliatory steps, both of a military technological nature uh, and other uh, responses in order to stop the threats to its national security arising in this regard, end quote. Fox News finally reports that Moscow last month threatened to deploy nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles along its western border with Finland should it or Sweden expand NATO membership. The U.S., U.K. and Germany have pledged security guarantees for Helsinki and Stockholm while they wait admittance into the alliance. Calvin Klein is featuring a pregnant man, which is something of an oxymoron. Actually, it's just a falsehood, not as fancy as an oxymoron. In a new campaign, Calvin Klein, the famous fashion company, has entered into the transgender propaganda madness by featuring a pregnant man in one of its latest ads posted on its Instagram page. In case anyone has somehow forgotten basic biology, men cannot have babies, never have, never will. Thinking otherwise contradicts legitimate science and is sheer lunacy. But these days, sheer lunacy is to be embraced as fact. The Daily Wire weighs in. Today, in support of women and mothers around the world, we highlight the reality of new families. The company shared in the Instagram description. The pregnant transgender man, Roberto, also shared the image around uh, with around 35,000 followers on the platform. In other words, Roberto is a female who chooses to live as a male and is suggesting that men can have babies. President Biden is shipping pallets of baby formula to the border. One of the more urgent crises affecting Americans across the country has been the sudden lack of baby formula in stores. Thanks to President Biden, as sources for uh, procuring baby formulas have dried up, uh, some Americans, especially mothers with infants, have been panicking. To make matters worse, the administration is focusing on helping migrants who broke our laws by crossing the southern border in favor of American citizens who are struggling He's sending pallets of the formula to the border, observed Republican Representative Kat Kamek, who witnessed just that. Meanwhile, store shelves across America are empty and moms are being told they don't know when more is coming. Welcome to Biden's America, where American moms and dads are last. It is, she concluded, another example of an American last agenda. The groomers at Disney and Fisher Price, actress um, Zara, um, I think it's Fivian, Uh, who was uh, most recently featured in the Disney-produced Marvel film Doctor Strange, and her husband, uh, Vitor Mark, were found guilty on all counts in a British court of having sex with a 13-year-old girl. 
No wonder executives at uh, Disney are panicked about bills that impose on their ability to groom children. Speaking of grooming children, Fisher Price recently released a toy series for children that is a collection of little people dolls based on the gender bending TV show RuPaul's Drag Race. Make no mistake, the Rainbow Mafia is grooming Kids, it's the correct word to use. Republicans say they have proof FBI targeted concerned parents despite Merrick Garland's denials. And the U.S. passed one million covid deaths despite the president's promise to shut down the virus. The vast majority of Americans say SCOTUS home protests are unacceptable, not to mention unlawful. And the diva of disinformation said she wants to be able to use her power to edit your tweets. Wholesale inflation rose 11 percent in April as producer prices keep accelerating and inflation gave most Americans a 2.6 percent wage cut in April. The Senate confirmed Jerome Powell for a second term as Fed chief and Elon Musk puts Twitter takeover on hold with fake account questions. Florida is planning to teach students about the evils of communism, and Netflix has fired major warning shot that at its uh, woke employees with new culture memo. The Republican-led Louisiana House failed to pass a bill abolishing abortion. And queer your classroom. Teachers are being trained on injecting gender ideology into science and math. Gender transition closets may be coming to a school near you. Radical act- activists, or as uh, they would call themselves, teachers, have created transition closets so students can dress as the gender they identify with while at school. Unbeknownst to their parents, kids can enter a transition closet and choose from a wide variety of clothes and accessories to correlate with their desired gender that day. Well, on this day in history, 1864, the first soldier is buried at what would become Arlington National Cemetery. 1918, the first U.S. airmail stamp costing 24 cents and featuring a picture of the Curtis J-94 biplane is publicly issued. On some of the stamps, the Jenny is printed upside down, making them collector's items. 1940, in his first speech as British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill tells Parliament, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. 1958, Vice President Richard Nixon and his wife Pat are... um, spat upon and their limousine battered with rocks thrown by anti-U.S. demonstrators in Caracas, Venezuela. 1973, in tennis's first so-called battle of the sexes, Bobby Riggs defeated Margaret Court 6-2, 6-1 in Ramona, California. Billie Jean King soundly defeated Riggs at the Houston Astrodome in September of the same year. 1981, Pope John Paul II is shot and seriously wounded in St. Peter's Square by Turkish assailant Uh, Mehmet Ali Agra. 1985, the confrontation between Philadelphian authorities and the radical group MOVE ends as police drop a bomb onto the group's row house, igniting a fire that killed 11 people and destroyed 61 homes. 1994, President Bill Clinton nominates federal appeals judge Stephen G. Breyer to the U.S. Supreme Court to replace retiring Justice Harry Blackmun. Breyer would um, go on to win Senate confirmation. 1994, Johnny Carson makes his last television appearance with a short visit to the Late Show with David Letterman. 2003, the new $20 bill is introduced, the first to feature a colorful background. 
2004, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld visited the Abu Ghraib prison camp in Iraq, where he insists the Pentagon did not try to cover up abuses there. During a campaign swing in West Virginia, President George W. Bush says he feels disgraced by the images of U.S. soldiers abusing Iraqi prisoners, but tells his listeners that the actions of the handful of Americans should not sully the nation's military. 2014, an European court, in an important um, test of the right to be forgotten, rules that Google has to amend some of its search results at the request of ordinary people when they show links to outdated, irrelevant information. And finally, on this day in history, Attorney General uh, in 2019, I should say, Attorney General William Barr appoints John Durham, the U.S. attorney in Connecticut, to examine the origins of the Russia investigation and determine if intelligence collection efforts targeting the Trump campaign were lawful and appropriate. We're going to continue to take a look at the news, only when we return, it will be the lighter side of the news. And James Blend will join me to do just that. And in the second hour of today's program... The Christian Outlook. We'll hear from Andrew McCarthy about the illegal protests outside Supreme Court justices' homes and my conversation with Lois Anderson from Oregon Right to Life uh, talking about what's happened to their offices as well as one of the pregnancy resource centers here in Portland. And we'll hear from Lee Michaels and Tim Clinton of Family Talk. They'll discuss the emotional damage done to young people and the mental health issues resulting from what was imposed upon them with the shutdown Two years in the making. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. James Blend joins me as we take a look at the lighter side of the news. Welcome, James. Well, I thank you. And welcome to you as well. Or something. Yeah, I've, I've already been here. Oh, are you already here? I was here. I didn't notice. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to start with something of a confession. I spent a considerable amount of time doing something yesterday and uh, several days before that that I'm not quite sure how to <laughs> how to um, categorize. Okay. We've all received an envelope in the mail. Oh, no. Is this Publishers Clearinghouse again? Yeah. Oh, no. It always says you may have already won. It does. I may have already won the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes, which means I have an income for life. Now, I don't buy lottery tickets. I don't gamble, but I may have already won. So every time I receive a mailing from the publisher's clearinghouse, I go through the tedious business of filling out all of the forms and taking this sticker and putting it in this obscure place and making sure on the outside of the envelope, there's that sticker. And then there's this thing and there's that thing. Even if I don't order anything, I go through the lengthy process. I mean, it's sort of humiliating when you think about it because you have to go through reams and reams of paper looking for, you know, what what is it that I have to do in order to be eligible for the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes to see those people arrive at my front door holding that cardboard check, flowers and balloons, maybe even a little confetti because I may have already won. Now, James, have you ever done it? I don't think i have i know my mom used to do it but well, i feel like i'm i, I feel a little bit i'm sort of amazed it's still it. out there because isn't that all tied to like magazine offers and things like that well and, they've expanded it when i first started years ago and this is kind of a confession when i first started years ago it was primarily magazines now there's everything under the sun because i was say nobody reads magazines anymore really 
I, I read a couple, but yeah, they're they're not as popular as they once were. But they have all kinds of useless gadgets. Yesterday, uh, I'd already sent in the thing. And then they sent me a thing saying, uh, you're just one step away from being entered, one step away from being qualified. Now, I'm a busy person. I work full time. I'm a primary caregiver to my 91-year-old mother. I'm engaged in ministry. I speak on occasion. I do music from time to time. And yet... I squander on a regular basis time filling out the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes entry forms. Yesterday, I actually bought something. What? They said I just needed this one more thing. I needed to do one more thing in order to be eligible to be entered into the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. To see those people at my front door with a cardboard check. The flowers, the balloons, and maybe even some confetti. I thought it was no purchase necessary. No purchase necessary. However, and this is maybe so you deci- the decided 15th that- thing I've done yeah. in this. I'm not sure when the season is because they just seem to come year round. I just so, get them over and over again. So, so I'm what not did sure. you buy? I bought some poppies. I do actually like poppies. I have a garden. I know where I'll put them. But I had no intention of planting poppies. I've thought about it, but they had poppies. They were $10. I bought them. In order to win the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. See, here's what I want to know. You may have already won. You yes. didn't need to do that. Well, but they suggested that if I didn't take this final step... If they perhaps... suggested that you jumped off the Burnside Bridge, would you do that too, Georgine? I would definitely give it some thought. <laughs> wow, okay, that's the problem. It's a, you get a check every week for life. It's okay to admit you have a problem, Georgine. It's the first step. Yeah. And it says here, and I'm holding the last card I received. Um, It says official business, deliver immediately to, and then there's my name and address. And it says um, only 50 winners will be confirmed. And to see the other side uh, to determine how I can become one of them. Now, I thought I was already one of them, but apparently unless I followed the directions of this card, which required me to go online, then I would not be eligible. What did I do? I went online. I I am comforted right now by the words of the great philosopher and theologian P.T. Barnum, who once said, there's <laughs> one born every minute. Yes, but he wasn't guaranteeing um, that there would be income for life. No, just a just a bearded woman. But see, the, <laughs> the thing is, I had to give them the activation code that they had already sent me. They, they sent didn't have me it on already. this card. There's an activation code, but I had to enter the activation code onto the computer in order for me to be one of the 50 winners to be confirmed. So I'm sure this was all, this isn't an exercise in futility. I'm just helping them narrow down who the other 49 people will be for this um this competition is it warmer in your dream world than it is mine <laughs> that's what i want to know yeah i got a problem you I do have to admit and the thing is two three weeks from now they're going to send me a whole nother envelope as if this whole thing started again and it will have all of the papers in it it will have the stickers you have to put the big sticker here and then you have to put the little sticker there you have to make sure because they're not going to they're not going to review it they're not going to accept it if you don't do all the little and I just feel like Pavlov's dogs. You know, you send the envelope and I start salivating and send it back. See, here's what I want to know. And I, and I think this shows how much time people have on their hands that actually win thing these. thing is, I don't have time on my hands. I know. What's and that's, your this is my point here. Now, back in the day, of course, it used to be Ed McMahon showing up at your door. 
Yeah. And now, obviously, it's no longer Ed McMahon since he has... I would hope not. That, yeah, he, he would be decaying in your front lawn. Uh, but... Um, yeah? Every time I've seen the commercial where they show the supposed winner, and I'm just saying supposedly, I don't know what they actually look like. They could be actors portraying the winner. But uh, they're always home. What happens if you're not home? What happens if they show up at your door and you're not there? Do you still get the prize? How much notice do we have to give before we <laughs> we can leave our employment here? Which makes you think that the people who actually win home. never leave their house because they're consumed with the contest. I should never leave my house because I'm consumed with the contest. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, so why, is jo- why isn't I Georgine need- on the air anymore? <laughs> oh, she, she retired. Why did she retire? To become a professional Publishers Clearinghouse contestant. <laughs> no, seriously, why'd she retire? No, that is actually it. That's the reason. Is it really that bad? Do I need help? I, I would say you are probably three entries from an inter- intervention. <laughs> three? You you have no idea how many I've actually entered, so I'm flattered that you think I still have three. I'm talking about this year. <laughs> By the way, today marks um, National Blame Someone Else Day. Uh, you're going to blame Dan for this, aren't you? National blames. I'm going to blame you. Oh, fine. Bl- oh. Well, that makes sense because you want to make money to get away from me. So if you win the clearinghouse, you don't have to come in and see me anymore. I'll, that kind of makes sense. I'll send you a postcard from time to time. I might make a phone call from on Tahiti. my perpetual vacation. Well, today marks your opportunity to sh- to uh, shirk some responsibility or indulge in an apple pie, fruit cocktail, or crouton-filled salad. It's National Blame Someone Else Day. It's recognized and celebrated the first Friday, the 13th of the year. Today is Friday the 13th, and I blame you for my obsession with the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. I, I like I like that you refer refer to the perpetual vacation. <laughs> did you did you hear about the? Uh, I, think, I think they're from Seattle. The couple that uh, when they retired, they sold their house and uh, decided to live on cruise ships, going from cruise to cruise to that. cruise, because they realized that forty one dollars a day it was cheaper to live on boats traveling around the world than to have a place. Huh. Well, in all seriousness, perpetual vacation, not in my DNA. I mean, there's still work to be done. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll be one day be in his presence perfected. So I can wait till then. But um, I blame you. I think the bottom line here is I blame you. I mean, the good news is you're finally on the same page as me because I've just been blaming you for everything for the last 20 years. So. So now we're even kind of. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, today, National Blame Someone Else Day. If you are, like me, filling out the publisher's clearinghouse forms, which it takes some doing. You literally have to look at every page. And they're stuffed. The envelopes are stuffed. You have to look at every single page because in one obscure corner, there's going to be a little sticker that has to go in the upper right-hand corner of one page. And then there's going to be one bigger sticker that has to be put on the other paper that goes back in the middle. And then you have to have the thing that goes on the envelope. On that note, Georgine. in the same place that you might expect. Uh, on that note, I think we need to take a break, and I choose to blame our boss for that. Okay. We'll take a break. So what you got to do is you got to make sure that you got all the little stickers in the right place. Then you have to put. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. 
The only problem is you're probably heard that you probably have already won. The truth is you haven't because I may have already won. There are only 50 of us in this last hey, card that we got that, huh? Uh, oh, we what? were in commercial break for oh, the last four minutes. Instru- oh, okay. Yeah. You may are want you to suggesting move on. we move on? Uh, it, desperately, yes, please. All right. Call me if you have questions. Just, just call me. Well, more than 40 years after blazing a trail for female video game characters, are there female video game characters? Ms. Pac-Man was inducted Thursday into the World Video Game Hall of Fame, along with the Dance Dance Revolution, The Legend of Zelda, uh, I think it's Ocarina of Time, and Sid Meier's Civilization. Now, does this resonate with you, James? I know you're a video... Well, I mean, I played Ms. Pac-Man, and I think I played Legend of Zelda, and those are from my oh, childhood, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard of the other games, but uh, and I don't necessarily actively play them today, but uh, I certainly played Pac-Man quite a bit as a kid. Well, the Hall of Fame considers electronic games of all types every year, arcade, console, computer, handheld, mobile. Inductees are recognized for their popularity and influence on the video game industry or pop culture over time. Well, the Ms. Pac-Man arcade game was released in 1981. How old were you in 81? Six. 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 Uh, as Midway's follow-up to Pac-Man, uh, which entered the hall as a part of the inaugural class in 2015. The Pac-Man sequel reimagined the main character to acknowledge the original game's female fans, according to the Hall of Fame. After selling 125,000 cabinets within the first five years, it became one of the best-selling arcade games of all time. There was nothing inherently gendered about um, early video games, according to a senior archivist of the uh, of the Hall of Fame. But by offering the first widely recognized female video game character, she said, Ms. Pac-Man represented a turn in the cultural conversation. Was there a cultural conversation about women's place one, but... in the arcade as well as in society at large? So I mean, Susan B. Anthony has nothing on Ms. Pac-Man. I mean, Ms. Pac-Man, uh, you know, speaking as a child of the 80s, so to speak, was the superior video game. Because the technology advanced quite a bit between Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man. And you remember those little ghosties that ran around on the screen there that uh, Pac-Man had to catch or be caught by? Uh, in the original Pac-Man, it was just on a loop, basically. They were all on a pre-programmed path, and uh, they figured out how to randomize those. So it made for a much tougher and more interesting game for those who were into that kind of thing. So Ms. Pac-Man, I always thought, was better than Pac-Man. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. Is there a, is there a metaphor there? Ms. Pac-Man better than Pac-Man? You can almost preach on that one. I could. I could. I'm sure I, I'll, I'll, I'll be coming up with a podcast to discuss it in 14 parts. <laughs> I've played video games once. There was a teenage boy that went to our church plant, and uh, I'm not even sure if he was 15, 14, uh, kind of a loner, and I made it my project to break the ice. And so I would talk with him every time we got together for service and try to engage him. And then uh, I knew he was heavily into video games, so I challenged him uh, to a video game off and literally went to his house. His parents were good friends, longtime friends of mine, went to his house, went to his room and played video games for I don't know how many hours. One and only time I ever played a video game and actually did fairly well. I was going to ask, did you actually win any of those? I did. Yeah, I, I did pretty well. But most importantly, I won the heart of this young man and we could engage in more serious conversation. Well, that's great. There you have it. Okay, here we go. A retired Indian couple is suing their son and daughter-in-law. Now, why would a 
a parent-in-law want to sue a son and daughter-in-law? Well, they're demanding that they produce a grandchild within a year or pay 50 million rupees. What? (laughs) Well, a 61-year-old retirement government officer said it was an emotional and sensitive issue for him and his wife. And they cannot wait any longer. His son, a pilot, was married six years ago. They'd had enough. We want a grandson or a granddaughter within a year or compensation because I have spent my life's earnings on my son's education, he says. Um, he spent 3.5 million rupees on uh, for his son's pilot training in the United States. Now, the main issue is that at this age, we need a grandchild. But these people, referring to the son and daughter-in-law, have an attitude that they don't think about us. We got him married in the hope that he would... Um, have the pleasure of becoming we would have the pleasure of becoming grandparents it's been six years since their marriage says uh, dad it feels as uh, if despite having everything we have nothing the court accepted their petition accepted their petition and scheduled it for a hearing on monday uh in a city um i can't even pronounce the name so i won't attempt to uh the son and daughter-in-law could not be reached for comment but they will have to face their uh, parent-in-law in court Uh, The father says he and his wife love children. We are not getting love and affection from where we want it most. He said, I feel very unlucky and apparently entitled to grandchildren. Now, fortunately, I don't think this is possible here in the United States. Um, Possible? No. Plausible? You never know someone trying. I mean, people have tried everything before. But, but, you know, know, the old adage, there's two sides to every story. I'm not sure there's a second side here because that's just that's just messed up right there. Well, I mean, there may be all kinds of reasons why there aren't grandchildren. It may right. not be oh, yeah. willful disobedience on the part of the, the couple. There are other extenuating circumstances. Absolutely. That may contribute. Anyway, they're going to court on Monday. I'm not sure which side I'm rooting for, but we'll see if there's a follow up next week. Well, there's a Chicago suburb. They're uh, going to crack down on dogs that bark too much. Uh, Aurora has approved a new excessive noise law. If a dog barks for more than 15 minutes at a time between 7 a.m. and 10 p.m., the owner could get a $100 ticket. Woof. Neighbors would <laughs> neighbors would need to make recordings or find multiple witnesses to report a violation. The city's also limiting how many cats or dogs a household can have as a pet at one time. The new law limits a family to have four pets and only two of one type without approval from the city's animal control agencies, ferret, rabbit, guinea pig, hamster, they fall under the same rules. So if your ferret is barking, you might have a problem. Pets already in a household would be... Several problems. Yeah, yeah, barking being the least of them. Pets already in a household would be grandfathered under the law. But can you imagine? I mean, it can be annoying to have a dog barking through the middle of the night, early hours of the morning. But how do you uh, how do you get a dog to stop barking sufficiently that you're not fined a hundred dollar ticket? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, good boy! You only barked for fourteen minutes and thirty seconds. Aw, here's a biscuit. <laughs> a biscuit. I don't know if you saw the images, but there was a U-Haul truck driver, um, Washington State trooper, made a surprising discovery. Um, you know, when you're moving, you rent a U-Haul truck and you put your stuff in it and you go from one place to the other. Well, this U-Haul truck driver uh, during a traffic stop earlier this week was discovered to have um, tried to transport something a bit 
well, a little unusual. The Okanagan trooper Cunningham, he pulled over a driver hauling a car that was partially hanging out of the back of the truck. It was on uh, Highway 97 north of Okanagan. I've been there. Okanagan, Washington State Patrol Trooper John Bryant said on Monday, I suppose it's uh, moving season. Photos of the unusual scene show that a single packing strap, one strap, was securing the car inside the back of the truck. The driver, who wasn't identified, was cited for failing to secure a load and fined $139, according to local media. I'm surprised it wasn't more than that. Since the driver didn't have a valid license and rented the U-Haul truck and it was overdue for return, both vehicles were impounded, according to the station. Now, he was only fined $139, but he's driving without a license. And I would think the U-Haul service that rented the vehicle, assuming it went directly to that individual, uh, would also be fined for having uh, rented the thing. But a car pulled into the back of a U-Haul truck, and you could see maybe a a quarter of it was sticking, sticking out, out of the, the back. back. Yeah, yeah. I had actually seen the picture earlier in the week. And With one strap holding it I didn't it realize in. it was in Washington State, but uh, yeah, that, that it looked like... Is it somebody photoshopped? No, this really happened. Yeah, oh, it wow. really happened. I'm kind of curious. Uh, apparently, the car couldn't be driven, but I am curious, why wouldn't you just drive or have it... Have it towed, oh, yeah, have towed. it put on a, on a... Yeah. I mean, I guess this is probably a lot cheaper, because aren't those like 1995 plus mileage or whatever, and... A tow truck is probably true. significantly more expensive. But, and if uh, you don't have a license, you may not be able to get the tow truck to haul the thing. I yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's It's clever, it's creative, and you won't get your deposit back. Don't try this at home, no. ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.